Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Hey, Scott. Hey, Mark. We're uh, joined by a special guest today. Um, My brother Gary has heard the podcast a couple of times, and I had some things to say about him on there. (laughs) We'll have to say it's it's probably good news that you can call your brother a special guest. That's I mean, right. Not, not every you know adult can call a brother a special yeah. guest. I that's, mean, that's sometimes terrible. adult uh, siblings are still fighting. So I'm I'm glad that uh, you guys can call each other special. Uh, yeah, we yeah. probably probably wouldn't always have. No, definitely so. not. There was there was a, a time where we did not see eye to eye. That's not what we're talking about here, though. So good. <laughs> in a way, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Because the yeah we where we are now, um, yeah makes makes it what's special. So. Right. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you heard you heard what Mark had to say about sort of his journey and I did. Uh, yes. How did that How did that strike you? So it, it I, I kind of realized that we we had a vastly different experience um, going to the follower church and and where we had our hopes uh, were in in two totally different places. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, he had said in a previous podcast that he had made extreme effort to stay in the middle. And anyone who knows me knows that that is not what I tried to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I... I was also in previous podcasts. Uh, he said that you know people had been labeled contentious, uh, bitter, and and I had been, and oh. because I was, uh, I was very contentious, very, uh, very bitter, very angry. I had come to a realization at a very young age that uh, that what the followers' church was now, which was you know twenty five years ago. Okay. Uh, is not what it was. What I had been brought up being told about, um, being told about this, you know, this preacher and uh, this uh, the baptism and and all of the wonders that came along with all of that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen. Uh, I was born in 1977, as Mark had said. The last elder died in 1986, and so I was nine. I don't have a lot of memories of, of anyone being in any kind of an authoritative position. Uh, but I believed from what I'd been told, and then you read the scripture with that lens on, you start to to see things in the scripture that support what you already believe. And, uh, and so I had come to believe that salvation came through being baptized by the right person, and we didn't have that. And I didn't, I didn't try to twist things to make it fit what I needed to stay in the middle. Mm-hmm. I sought to find a place that had the thing that I was missing. So is that what is that what made you angry and bitter? I mean, yes. Really? Just that? Yeah, well, that because I generally get angry and bitter, you know, or more, you know, more yeah. concrete things than that. That's yeah. kind of an there, There's a yeah, other things that, that kind of come along with that, but uh, but primarily it was 
I wanted that. And when I would talk mm-hmm. to people about that, that's what we need. I would, they would tell me, no, what we need, we have everything that we need because, oh, okay. and, and I would pick up on you're manipulating this to fit what you want. And instead of matching what I've always been told, you know, and, and what it was originally. Yeah. What it was originally. Okay. Yeah. And so other things that made me angry and bitter were surrounding, you know, the interactions of teenagers and the problems that our kids had had. And, you know, anytime, a scenario would arise where there was a big problem, whether it was drinking or sexual in nature, whatever it was, I would get to this spot where I'd say, I got to get my family out of here. And I would, I would turn to the same scripture every time for my courage, which was um, in revelation, the, the church of in Ephesus, uh, the warning that was written that you have forgotten your first love or left your first love, repent, Mm-hmm. I, I was projecting that onto everyone around me and saying that's what they've all done and I got to get away from it. And uh, But then when it would come time to actually pull the trigger and get away from it, I, I'd had no courage to do it. So <laughs> I can understand that. So you, though, were there. And again, this is really a different story. I'm just trying to understand. I, yeah. I suppose you got some mark you want to say, but you know him pretty well. But this is interesting <laughs> to me. Um, but you... You made it your en- enough of an effort, I guess, to um, to search the scriptures to find yeah. kind of what you thought you needed, anyway. Yeah. So I, I grew up believing that Jesus is the Son of God. I believed in God. Um, I, d- I had no real concept of of all of of what that implies or what that means, mm-hmm. but I believed the the fact okay. uh, of it. Um, but I quickly put that aside and and started to search the scriptures. I spent most of my time reading Acts because it was like, what is the church supposed to be doing? Because we're not doing it. Okay. And uh, But when, as I said earlier, if you have that lens of, of what you already believe and you're not letting the word change you and you're trying to change the word, oh. you are very easily able to do that. Um, okay. And, and that's what I had done for most of my life uh, and came to the conclusion that you know, there's many splits throughout the follower history. I decided and figured out we're on the wrong side of one. And uh, so I started to look through our lineage and our, our oh, interesting. genealogy, uh, trying mm-hmm. to find one of the splits that still had the things that I was lacking. Which were a prophet and somebody who could, yeah. or apostle, who, somebody uh, who could uh, baptize. Apostle, someone who could baptize, um, because okay. it was... It was through that is how I was. I believed I was going to receive the Holy Spirit, uh, and then through that, uh, be given salvation. Okay, but you, you didn't go any of those places. I no. mean, what happened here? <laughs> so I, I, throughout all of this, I ran into dead end, dead, dead end after dead okay. end after dead end. I finally did find one that still had um, those things. And I called and spoke to the, the preacher. I got really excited. Um, and then me and a, a good friend of mine, we were going to go together, uh, us and our wives, and we were going to go to Oklahoma and hear this this person preach. And we had already started imagining how we were going to move there because, you know, it was, I don't know, 15 mm. years of longing for this. Okay. <laughs> and, well, and two, that is the... The follower model, you might say, was the man. Remember, we talked about how the church came to Oregon City. You're drawn by 
yeah. the leader. You're drawn oh, by right. a certain I mean, that's leader. That's how they got here, and, right? And yeah. so that I could see where that could sound good to us. That um, okay. if we find the right person, then we'll we'll give up everything and we'll go and we'll figure out a new life starting there, following that person. And mm. that that didn't seem out of the ordinary to me when he was bringing this up and. I was completely against it, of course, because I was about being in the middle here, and I was on the extreme side of, we have everything we need. Just, just ignore those things in the Bible that talk about baptism. And so, just right you know, there, you guys are not so, on the same page. No, no I, gotcha. like, okay, yeah, that makes I, sense. I, yeah. I believed for a long time that Mark was willingly burying his head in the sand and would just not listen. And I'm like, you're just being stubborn and, and on purpose so that you can stay comfortable, which is probably somewhat true. No, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, probably not know. a bad yeah. call, yeah. But when you're, you know, the, the person who's just constantly blasting what we currently have without any answers, of course you're going to get Ooh. labeled as, as a, a bitter, contentious person and, and warned against, you know, stay away from this person. Yeah. I had no answers. And it's, it's hard, sorry, it's, it's hard too not to come across when you're, when you're constantly pointing out what's wrong somewhere, it's hard not to come across as arrogant. Like you I know was. better than all these other people do. Oh yeah, and I've done that. Well, and full you, disclosure, I, I believed that I was yeah <laughs> uh, smarter and better, uh, but not not because I'm special, but because they chose to ignore. Right. Um, right. But that's neither here nor there, I guess, at this point. Uh, Did you ever make that exploratory trip? No. Or? Um, so I, okay. as I was saying, me and my friend and our, our wives, we were going to go. Um, his family had found out about it, staged a family intervention, stopped him from going. Oh. And I was a coward, as I had said earlier. I, I always came to this spot where I would try to muster the courage. And when it came time to do it, it would all go away. And... And so here I, I had. I can a, understand that. I had a cohort, you know, who was going to go with me, and that really helped, uh, bur- you know, bolster the uh, the courage. Uh, and then when last minute that was taken away, mm. I, I cowered like I always did. Okay. And uh, and so I ended up calling him back one more time, and he said some things that were like the you called the the preacher in Oklahoma. Oh really? Okay. Oh okay. Yeah. Because I wasn't done giving up on that. Um, right. wow. I just thought it was postponed. Called him one more time, and he said some things that I, he, he made me realize mm-hmm. this is not this is not good. This, what, what, he ended up saying, you know what? I've thought about it a lot. I really don't want any of you people from Oregon City coming down here and causing problems in my church. And I thought, what kind of a preacher doesn't want to save people? <laughs> yeah. And so... That that killed that, but I was Ooh. crushed. I mean, fifteen years of of longing to find the way. Thought I'd found it, just to find out that it's just more interesting problems. Don't you think there's some grace in that now, though? Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Um, mm. Yeah. Had had I went, I probably would still be there. Um, mm. I mean, yeah. the Lord can overcome anything, but yeah. Um, after that, I, I had said earlier, I, I went to my, my Bible to find the courage. Um, some things had happened and there was some pretty bad problems with amongst the teenagers that were close to my oldest. Okay. And, and I had, had realized, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. I found dead ends everywhere. So this time when I went to the scripture, I, I was in a different place 
I was broken um, at this point where there was a lot of pride before. Okay. And this time as I read those words, you know, the, the repent uh, or I'll remove the candlestick from its place you know, is what is said to Ephesus. I realized, you know, by the grace of God that I had left Jesus out of it entirely. I, I knew who he was uh, factually, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I didn't care. I, I had, yeah, 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 everybody knows the gospel. Let's move on to to now what do we do? Um, and so <laughs> this time I, I, I realized I don't, I don't know anything about what Jesus taught. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've read my Bible very uh, religiously there you go. <laughs> for 15 years, and I didn't look for Jesus at all, uh, okay. at, at all when I was reading it. And so I, I knew, you know, the, the, there's a big chunk of what Jesus had to say in Matthew. Well, I'm going to start there. <laughs> and so I, I turned to the Sermon on the Mount, and I mm-hmm. read, you know, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. And I was like, what does this mean? You know, and I realized I need, I need some teaching. I need some guidance. Uh, and I don't know where to go with some of this stuff. And Luke, uh, as okay. you know, had he's a, a very good friend of mine, had had been trying to convince me to listen to some sermons, and I was very, you know, apprehensive to do so, but I realized I, I need it. I need it, and so I started to listen to some sermons. I started reading with new eyes, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, the, the Bible is a whole different, uh, a whole different book when you're, when you're looking for Jesus than it mm. is for if you're looking for rules. Well, how, lo- how long did it take then of that for you to, like, for it to click for you? Not it- long. It was it was pretty quick because after, I mean, I was, I, I think I could safely say I was listening to six to eight hours of sermons a day for probably the next three years. <laughs> I just oh my. could not get enough. Uh, they, they'd normally prescribe a lower dose than that, <laughs> but wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one thing I kind of, skipped over during all of the the backstory was my wife and I have lost two children and uh, and through all of that there was this very heavy mm. um, sense of, of eternity that's coming but I didn't know what to do and so when I finally realized that it's it's about what Jesus did oh now I'm like I got to figure out how to talk to my wife, which this part of it is very similar for me and Maria, or for me and Mark. But my wife Maria um, was raised to obey her husband. That was that was her one rule, you know, that you're supposed to obey your husband. Mm. And so I had this, I believe, God-given sense that I, I can't just tell her this is the way it is. This is what you know we believe, because she'll just blindly follow what I'm saying, and it wouldn't be real for her. Okay. And so I, constant prayer, um, how do I handle this? And uh, so she would come to me with questions, and I'd say, well, you know, I, I can't take you to heaven. You need to read the Bible. And I, you know, you could read right here. This might help you come to, and she's like, who are you? Because <laughs> you, know, you weren't directing her? You weren't I telling her what to do? I wasn't directing her. I was trying to gently guide her it, to the Word. And so um, already that it was different? Vastly different, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. And <laughs> yeah. she noticed it, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah she okay. noticed it. And, uh, and so it, it took a couple of years um, before she 
she came to me excited that she believes that it is by grace and by what Jesus has done and accomplished on the cross that we are to, you know, to gain eternal life. And I was just like, hallelujah, praise, praise God. And so, yeah, I would say probably a year after that, that moment before things really started to, to be real for me, I don't know when, you know, do you say, was I saved at that moment? Was it within mm. the few months? I don't know that I can specifically say at that point. I would probably say... At that moment is when salvation came to me, and then it was. At, know, the, at which moment? At, when, yeah. when, when the, I realized that I have not sought Jesus. Oh, oh I, okay. I think at that point, I, I Jesus at one point, you know, uh, asked his disciples, "Who do men say that I am?" And they say, "Some say a prophet," you know, mm -hmm. some. Yeah. And then he asked them, "Who do you say that I am?" And I feel like that was kind of a moment for me, is like. Who is Jesus to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's and, a key question. And, and yeah. prior to that, he was a great example. Um, and from that moment on, he was my savior. He was wow. the, the Son of God. Uh, is I hate and when then, I speak of him in past tense. And then it was a couple of years for Maria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say okay. it was a couple of years after that. So, mm. um, but yeah, the, and, and you just you just hung out. And wait, and just like look at the scriptures, look at the scriptures, and waited for, oh, and then she saw it, and lots of tearful prayer. I she saw a, wow. a massive change in me because I was an angry, bitter person, and oh. from that day on, I wasn't. Uh, I was made new. Uh, I, I really, I, I mean, other people have testified. Lanny, you know, Lanny oh, yeah. has has said that's part of his testimony as is the. Who is this person? The difference that, in you yes. was part of what convinced yes. him and what convinced me. He had heard the things that we had now started talking about, which was saved by grace, and things that we had not ever talked about. Me, when I say we, my friend group, this right. uh, Luke, Marshall, okay. Brad, you know, a lot of those guys. This all was happening for them around the exact same right. time, and, and so we started using language that we had never used before and people were noticing and when they saw joy in us instead of bitterness and anger they were like maybe there's something to what they're talking about <laughs> and so so yeah that kind of grew from there wow that I mean that's that's pretty cool and then how um you know, you you trusted Christ as your Savior to be saved by grace, and then Maria did. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, how what was next for you after that? Well, we um, we started going to church more often. I I was that person that I hardly ever went to church. I I hated it there. Uh, I I only oh. went enough to allow for my kids to have social life to some degree. Uh, but I skipped almost every Sunday, uh, every Thursday night, as many Sundays as my wife would let me get away with. <laughs> and then I, I, I was excited to go because I got to talk to people about the gospel. I got to talk oh, to them wow. about Jesus. Okay. And, and uh, you know, there were still times I, that I didn't want to go. <laughs> but Marshall um, would be like, well, you have to because I'm going to be there and I need your support. And, and and then he would really encourage me. He was really a, a, a 
a very strong encourager for me during that time okay. uh, to keep my focus on on what we should be doing and is joyfully spreading the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I would lose that focus and get back, start to backslide into the, I don't like it out there and I don't want to go. Uh, but he would remind me, and then I would be like, oh, you're right, and go. Did you have the same um, difference in the songs? Did they have... Oh, yeah. What was that like? I was, I was like, baffled. How, how did I sing these songs my <laughs> entire life and not know? At least the, 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 uh, the simple facts of the gospel. I was totally blind to it. Yeah. Um, Totally blind to it, which convinces me that with, without the, the Holy Spirit, we mm. will be completely blind to it. And, and you know, it gives it gives validity and more validity than than uh, I ever had before to the scripture of it's foolishness to to the unbeliever, mm. but to those of us who are saved, it is the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, I was blown away. Like how how did we sing? rock of ages how did we sing you know all of these theologically rich hymns yeah and not know yeah it defies logic yeah it really does yeah it reminds me of of jesus saying when he's telling parables and a lot of times he would say if you have eyes to see and ears to hear you know and and i just feel like i didn't and then i did and that's the only thing that i that's interesting like the hymns functioned a little bit like parables where they would it would be obscure enough because it was in music or something that you wouldn't see it but then when you see it you really see it i, yeah. I don't oh, know how that's else really to cool. take it other than you know it was a a supernatural or a supernatural blindness um because i just i, I sang it all the time we're going to talk yeah. about you know at the end of the saved by grace and yet when i started to talk to people about saved by grace they would say things like why, you know, if it's saved by grace, why have I never ever heard anybody talk about it out here before? Because <laughs> yeah. you were singing, not talking. That's why. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. I just love the 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 grace that I mean, we're talking about being saved by grace. Just the fact that you were so adamant about. I mean, I I had my thing. I was adamant about being in the middle. Yeah. You were adamant about finding the way you, yeah. you had a way mm-hmm. that you thought was it. And I just love the grace of, uh, in both cases, God taking us and pointing us to Jesus who is yeah. the way. Well, and just stopping um, you from doing things that wouldn't help you right? too. Yeah. I mean, that's really amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Huh? Well, I, so this is, I don't know that I know the hymn saved by grace of all things. Okay. Is that weird? No, it's it's one of Fanny Fanny Crosby's most obscure uh, hymns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, how's it go? You want me to read it? You want to? Re- I I'll sing it. I know Mark's too scared to sing, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm nervous just that you're going to <laughs> sing it. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, the first verse. Uh, Someday the silver cord will break. And I no more as now shall sing. But oh, the joy when I shall wake within the palace of the king. And I shall see him face to face 
And tell the story saved by grace And I shall see him face to face And tell the story saved by grace There you go. Oh, thank nice. you very much. We, we need more of that. Yes. Um, if so. my voice sounded like that, you'd probably get more of that, but it doesn't. Really? No. Well, can you do verse two? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I picked this one for, for this podcast because the, the heaviness of eternity um, that weighed mm. on me, uh, that, that played a big part in bringing me to uh, a saving faith in Jesus, um, you know, she starts that that hymn out with someday the silver cord, which our life is right. going to come to an end. Um, and then what's next? The and, prospect of seeing him face to face. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. No, thank you. Thanks for the extra, extra credit for singing it too. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I really feel that the Lord has, uh, has repeatedly put me in a place of, of service for the, the churches that I have been involved in. I, I live in Texas now. <laughs> I get to come back and visit every five weeks or so. Um, but I, I was involved in the, in the worship in our church here in Oregon, and I'm involved in the worship in our church down in Texas. And it, it's just, it keeps coming back as a point of the, something the Lord wants me to do. So I better do it. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I'm glad you were here. I'm glad we could find the time when you were visiting one of those times. So, um, yeah, just really good. I'm glad that, um, as far apart as we were, like I said, that uh, through Jesus, that reconciliation is just That is really, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm pretty happy well, for both of you. Yeah. came up throughout the podcast repeatedly is that the, these stories of being lost, it's not unique. Um, it's, it's worldwide. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and God is gracious. Uh, yeah. God is merciful. Yeah, and Jesus is the answer for yes, reconciliation in, in all these things. So, yeah. Well, thanks again for being here. My pleasure. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.